Good evening, everyone. This is Steve. And this is Andy. And this is Steve and Andy meet Adventure Comics number 112. I just assume it's evening for everyone listening to this. Pro- yeah, no one listens to this during the day. No. You would not is, want to do that. No, this is the Freddy Krueger of podcasts. It <laughs> enters your mind when you're sleeping. You can only listen to this in your sleep. Yeah. That's how. That's the recommended listening of uh, right. Steve yeah. and Andy. Yeah. Do so you remember that one, that one listener we used to have, Paul? And he yep. said that he listened to the episodes in a darkened room, just sitting in a chair doing nothing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's another recommended <laughs> way to listen. You want to you set the mood. Yeah. You know, maybe light a few candles. Some um, incense. Some incense. Definitely want some incense. Uh, it should be really hot when you're listening Sparks, to this. Spark a big dupe or free base <laughs> crack cocaine. One, Isn't one that how Richard, Richard Pryor used to listen to it? <laughs> <laughs> That's how he caught himself on fire that one time. We're Steve and Andy talking about uh, adventure comics. We've been going through steadily the golden era, the 1940s adventure comics featuring Superboy. Every other week we cover a new issue. Uh, well, so far they've all been from the golden age, really. Yeah, from the golden age. And, and this this issue, we've entered a new year. This is January 1947. Things are changing yeah. in, uh, in America at that time, I guess, because some of the <laughs> these stories. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. All of them. All so, three of them. So let's get right into the issue. Adventure Comics. Oh, um, I, w- I do want to say something real fast. Yeah. Our first one that we did was 103. So, we, so. we've really blasted through these. I mean... We, we've been this consistently is like the, this is, doing I think, every other week. This is the tenth one in a row, not including the the special. Okay, where yeah. we did a later a later issue. So I'm I'm pretty proud of that. If we stopped right here, this would be fine. Yeah, but we're not going to stop. No, no, no. Uh, no, Andy, like I, like I told yeah. you the other day, I did research. Yeah, to find out how long this trio <laughs> remains in adventure comics. Right. So it. so so we've been doing the Superboy, Green Arrow, and Aquaman stories from these. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And this trio remains in Adventure Comics for another, for for like another 158 issues. So that's about <laughs> six and a half years of episodes. Yeah, that we're going to be doing. And you know, you know, we've been doing the podcast since I think 2008. Yes, but we keep we changing what we're. We've been, we, yeah, we started out doing Seinfeld. That didn't last long, and then no. it was um, Batman season three, the Batman, the Batman 60s TV series season three. Then we did season mm-hmm. one. But this is this is more fun, I think. Adventure yeah. comics is fun. The Batman it's ones such, were it's such an adventure. Yeah, the Batman ones were hard to do because uh, it was like more prep work because you it yeah. took you half an hour to watch it, and actually it took you longer than half an hour because you had to make notes. Like yeah. I, it always took. A, a, like a twenty-five minute episode would take me like an hour. Yeah, I probably spent notes. an hour prepping. And and um, the the adventure comics. This one I just read on the bus on the way, on the way back. Yeah, home. let's <laughs> just like, say no notes. I never have notes. No, for these. I don't have notes for these. So these are more off the cuff. They were, it's more yeah. freeing to do these, and I like these more. Yeah. Um, but we are open if uh, any fans out there want to request comics. We can do some requests. Email us Steve yeah. and Andy at gmail dot com. Um. And, you know, we'll take requests. This is like a call-in show, except we're going to cover comic books. Right. And yeah. we really get in the details of these comics, too. I would say, Yeah. you know, it's we dig deep. We do, yeah. This isn't just some surface-level analysis. This No way. <laughs> so, so, we, we relate it to, like, the postmodernism and intertextuality of, right. of Superboy. To, right. Right, and... Uh, James, James Joyce's portrait of an artist as a young man. <laughs> so Adventure Comics number 112, on the cover. This I would say this is one of my least favorite covers we've done so far. Not a lot. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like yeah, a nothing cover. There's a, there's a, there's the most action. There's it's A gun is featured on the cover. Um, it looks like these two goons yeah. are kind of in the foreground here. In the background, we see a car racing across a bridge. One goon has his hand on some TNT. It looks like he's going to blow up the bridge, like terrorists. That's what I'm assuming, yeah. But Superboy, Superboy looks like he's coming up. He's smiling. It looks like he's going to help him. I know. It looks like he's about to give him like a little knock on the shoulder, like, hey, bud, what's yeah, happening? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's the cover. Of course. The car, is in pl- the car is in place. Let's blow it up. He's like, let's do it. That, that's what Superboy was telling the guys. The car's here. Um, what was their game, you think, blowing up this bridge? Kicks. 
Yep, just for fun. That's how the no, 40s I said work. Ki- I, I said kicks with K-I-X. K-I-X, okay, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. The 40s were a wild, wild time. Yeah. Um, that car is filled with cereal. <laughs> like, we gotta, gotta have my kicks. I know it's the wrong cereal, but that's that's what they were saying. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah the Superboy story, getting right into it... Um, Hey, it kind of ties into the first thing. It does, yeah. That is, that is car safety, isn't it? This is a super safety first. We see on the splash page uh, a giant newspaper, the Daily Planet. Now, do you think the Daily Planet, like, printed a giant newspaper? Yep. Superboy specifically Did you see requested. the byline? Yep. Jack the byline? Smart. Jack Smart, yeah. Yep. Jack Smart making another appearance. He, this, this, the headline here, careless driving kills and maims more than war. Jack Smart knows how to, like, make those headlines. Mm-hmm. If he yeah. were around today, he'd probably be writing for BuzzFeed. He says, if it bleeds, they read. <laughs> this one trick makes drivers kill and maim more than war. You won't believe it. You won't believe number 12. <laughs> the 15 <laughs> careless drivers. That you know, That's what Jack Smart's Super, doing these Super, days. Superboy constructs obstacle course. You won't believe what happens next. <laughs> yes. That's going to be... That's, that's the... Um, <laughs> That's the uh, description of the podcast this week. <laughs> I'm going to make it that. Uh, so Superboy, he's, he's, he's flying through this giant newspaper. There's Always cars, wants to make a scene. We see these car, with cars at an intersection. There's three cars coming up, and in the middle is these two kids trapped. I don't know what how that happened. I think they're trying to kill those kids. I think that's what it is. This isn't a car safety thing. This is murder by car. Exactly. More hazardous than Battlefield, say those who keep the score, like Jack Smarty's keeping score, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are the busy streets and highways of America with their ceaseless tides of traffic, where an instant's carelessness may bring disaster. But vigilance and common sense are mighty defenses against the perils of both war and peace. And in this thrilling eh, <laughs> story, Superboy proves by spectacular feats that tragedy can be avoided when you practice super safety first. Okay, let me ask you something before we get yes. into this. Superboy, uh, Adventure Comics, right? Right. How many... Uh, what do you think the, the age range of the uh, the readers is here? I don't know, because, um, you know, up until the 50s, you pretty much had, like, a bigger age group read comics than probably any other time. Okay. Especially, like, right after, during and right after the war, because that's what all the GIs read. Okay, so you think like that... Like, they, they found, they found that the most popular reading material for uh, the guys in the military station in World War II were comics, That which is why they, a lot of their, uh, kind of, like, BD propaganda stuff that they ended up making yep. is usually in comic form. Okay. They found it more likely for uh, the, the GIs to read comics than anything else. Okay, so that, in that case, that makes sense because this is basically a public service announcement. It is. That's all it is. That's about what this story driving is. safe. And it makes me wonder if one of the editors of Adventure Comics got in a little bit of like a, like a, fender a little bit of trouble. <laughs> and uh, this is part of his condition of his parole or something. Okay, so that was the first question. The second question, we've been reading these. We've been reading about 10 yes. of these comics so far. How old do you think that Superboy is? What's your... I always thought, like, Superboy was, like, maybe 12 at yeah. the oldest. Yeah. Okay, his... that That's... I agree. That, but his friends are driving cars around. <laughs> right. And but maybe being, it's the And 40s. motorcycles. Yeah. That's what my thought was. Was, like, well, I really don't... And this is supposed to be, like, a farm community, even though it doesn't look like one. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're more lax with, uh... With, like, driver's license? Well, I don't know. I, I know even today, um, states like Montana, Idaho... Right, they allow farm kids to drive. Yeah, and you can drive quite young. And you can yeah. get your driver's license officially at, like, 14 in one of those states. I don't know if it's yeah, still Yeah, but it way. has to have, like, some sort of, like, farm driver. I think even without, even without that, some of them. I'm not sure. Oh, really? though, but uh, because almost no one's there. I mean, there's, like, 20 yeah. people yeah, living yeah. in Montana, right? So. But they allowed the kids because of uh, wasn't it because of uh, any if something like happened to like say their dad? Yeah, you'd have to be able to drive. But that's not what's happening in Smallville. No, no, these kids are just like, and they're nuts drivers. Yeah, I mean, so so we see 
exams are over. Some of Clark Kent's school chums have won rewards. They pass their exams. We see Harry Vane's father gave him this really fancy car. It's yeah. really nice. Yeah, it's convertible. Really nice. It almost looks like the Aero car, honestly. It does it's look kind like of yellow. the Aero car. Yeah. I think yeah. it might be the Aero car. Bought it on, bought it used, but he didn't yeah. want to tell his son. Like, oh, <laughs> it's really, it's a nice car. Uh, Clark's other friend, uh, Joe, has this jalopy. It's got a an umbrella, umbrella instead of a roof. All his friends are hopping in. Yeah, I but mean it's, it's the party car. Yeah, Joe does mine. Yeah, everyone want, got rewards except for Clark, which makes me think he didn't pass. I, Clark definitely failed his exams. His head is also unusually large in these. Yeah, and his arms like his look arms at that are super short. Yeah, and he, yeah, he's got like T Rex arms, <laughs> and I don't mean like arms like Mark Bolin. <laughs> so. Um... Joe asks Clark if he wants a lift. Uh, Clark says no. Uh, hey, here comes Martin on his motorcycle. Clark doesn't want to get <laughs> Martin. Martin comes up. He's a. Uh, he goes, "Hey, fellers, want to race?" Tom. He's driving around his motorcycle. He almost hits this little girl pushing a baby stroller. I'm not sure if that was a doll stroller or if this girl. It's Smallville. Sensibilities are different, you know. She was knocked up really young. <laughs> uh, had sex with her teacher. <laughs> oh God. But Clark, uh, he can't transform into Superboy because he'd give himself away. So instead, he just pretends to trip, knock the bike over, maiming Joe. No, Joe yeah, it breaks fine. his leg in like three places. <laughs> Joe is fine. The girl is saved. Uh, Clark says, now, maybe you'll be a little bit more careful. Joe says, look who's talking about being careful. You can't even keep your own feet. Clark says, hey, I only hurt myself. But, you, you know, you can hurt other people. He goes, oh, I love this line by Joe. He goes, yeah, uh, I'll be careful. Hey, Tom, let's race. And Joe has three guys all lining up on his uh, on the motorcycle. bike. Yeah, yeah, it's like a daisy chain. Joe knows. Joe, oh god. Uh, so they race off. They're racing down through the streets of Smallville. These ten-year-olds. Uh, as a race begins, Clark prepares and they're prone for, for accidents. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, you know that he Clark knows there's going to be an accident, so he switches into Superboy, follows him. Just then, uh, the jalopy that uh, Joe's driving blows out. He swerves into the path of the motorcycle. Clark grabs it just in time. The motorcycle leaps over the the umbrella roof of the jalopy. But Clark grabs him, stops you know, the jalopy from hitting a Martin, tree. Yep. I, I, well, Martin's last name is Knievel. He did grow up Knievel. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so Martin, I mean, Martin planned that. Yeah. Uh, so Clark saves everybody. They're really happy. Uh, they said it does pay to be careful. Uh, I should say Superboy saves them. They said Clark was right. He goes, yeah, remember that. I might not be around next time. Let me fix this tire. And this is another thing we haven't seen in a while, which is Superboy fixing stuff by rubbing his hands on it. Because <laughs> he's like, uh, rubbing the ripped tube, Superboy generates heat by friction to vulcanize the rubber. So he, he gets the rubber all, you know, back the tire back into place, puts it back on, tells him to be careful. Just then... We see Harry Vane whipping around the corner. and his... Really, if you think about it, like, Superboy's main thing in Smallville is just to do random chores. Yes, that's what, I mean, that's what he's been doing. He did some farm work. He's um, like the town's slave. Yep. Or, if he's not slaving away, he's humiliating people. There was a few in a row where he... Well, no wonder why he's so angry yeah. and bitter, why he wants to do that. He's like, Everyone hey, don't have do fun. Shit. Don't have fun, anybody. Yeah. Well, because if people are having fun, he has to, like, fix their car. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Harry Vane comes speeding around. He goes, hey, you need Superboy when you drive an old pile of junk. Just, just mocking them. Really, yeah, really cruel. One percenter. Yep, yep. And he goes, he, but I can drive my car as I like because it's new. And well, Remember when Harry, Va- Harry Vane said that, Harry Vane said that the poor kids in town, they'd be a lot happier if their parents worked more than 40 hours a week. That's what Harry, yeah, that's Harry's sensibilities there. So he, he goes off, he says, don't, just pardon my dust, don't worry about me. Superboy, or, is thinking to himself, it's only a question of, matter of time, till till he'll learn the hard way. I'd better stick with him. At this point, I thought Superboy was kind of like... Kill him? I thought so. <laughs> At least paralyze him. Yeah, but, like cause an accident to happen. Yeah, he, he basically does. So oh, yeah. later we see Harry at an intersection. He's about to hit a truck. He can't stop in time. He can't see the truck. Superboy ducks down into a manhole, leaps out. He says, stop right in front of Harry Vane. He can't stop. 
and at this point, Superboy's plan could have gone horribly wrong. Harry Vane could have swerved into a pedestrian, but no, he he instead plows right into. Well, Superboy was actually hoping that would happen, so Harry Vane would go to jail. Yes, that's for what he wanted. He's like, I need to, sorry, I was, was teaching you a lesson. No, but he he stops the the car, and as always, the people who Superboy helps immediately see the error of their ways. He says, right, yeah. "Forgive me for being so conceited. I'll be careful after this." And he immediately goes and. Runs over a kid, probably. He's lying. Superboy does, you mean? Yep, yep. <laughs> but uh, standing by was Inspector Hammer, the traffic squad chief, who Superboy recognizes by face. Inspector Hammer says, that's right. Uh, I saw what you did. I think, you know, you're doing a better job than me because I'm going to a meeting of civic leaders. You know, we're going to have a traffic safety drive. And Superboy grabs him right away. He goes, let's go. Superboy has a problem with that. I mean, he loves grabbing people and just flying off with them. Personal space, Superboy. Yeah, I know, I know. This is a little a little much. Later in the meeting, uh, they decide to put Superboy in charge. <laughs> I, I think it's because none of them had an idea. There's like 10 people sitting around a table, and they're like, all right, we're here. The, anybody have a plan for the uh, traffic safety? Uh, let's, uh, let's just let's put Superboy, Super, Superboy, Superboy, put him in charge. Yeah, he, he'll do something. And Superboy's plan, he, he's preparing a safety-first campaign. He borrows scenery from a theater. It says he borrows it. I think he's stealing all this stuff. Yeah. Clothing dummies for stars, so some mannequins. And so Superboy is uh, flying through, uh, <laughs> flying through the town with these, like, two female and two male Mannequins, this lady yells, help a kidnapper, and Superboy's wrong, lady. They're accompanying me willingly. I thought they were real people at first, that he was forcing to do this. Yeah, I mean, he has actually kidnapped people before. Yeah. He gets some traffic lights from the police department. I thought Um, he was ripping them from the ground. That's what I thought, too. (laughs) He says they were from the police department, but I'm not not so sure. No. And then we see later the scene that Superboy's put together. He's greasing parts of the street with this giant brush and a big can of grease. I don't know where he got that. Um, He's just making a like a demolition derby course. Yes, basically. And and then it's an obstacle course. Motorists all come there. They throng to the novel display, the opt- obstacle course. <laughs> now, when you were reading this, were you wondering why anyone would do this? Like, potentially just wreck your car? Yeah, it's like, come on in. You know, we'll let six cars in. That's what they're Six cars at a time. Drive around. Superboy's going to screw all, screw up like paint the roads and in, in a dangerous uh grease he's messing with the traffic lights throwing people jumping out at the car <laughs> like one cars they, they almost hit each other another it's, one's driving into a building one actually drove into a building he goes i'm sure glad this building isn't real but he smashed up his car i don't understand um one one driver's complaining it's not fair the streets are grease Superboy's basically like deal with it he's jumping out in front of cars he goes you should always watch for kids running into the streets uh, but if you complete the course, this is why people want to do it. You get this really awesome Superboy decal on your car. It says drive safely. But but it, they, that way the officers know to kind of leave you alone. You're under yeah. the protection of Superboy. It's kind of like when like police officers put those stickers on their cars. They're, they're off-duty cars. Yeah, it's like, hey. So they know they won't get pulled over. Yeah, don't, you know. That's, that's exactly how it is. Uh, Superboy yeah. recruits some other kids to you know just telling them to look and listen before crossing the street it makes headlines at the daily planet the headline at the daily oh, planet superboy safety drive slashes traffic toll other cities adopt idea of obstacle course okay the idea that okay the the thing about the obstacle course in smallville right is that superboy is there to stop cars from smashing into each other Right. Other but cities not, are adopting this. He's not there. People are dying at these obstacles. Left courses. and right. Yeah, I yeah. know. Like, um, yeah, the, the, the death rate due to obstacle courses increases tenfold. Yes, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's a bloodbath in other it cities. Is, yeah, that that's what the I mean. Story originally, really this has been retconned over the years, but originally that's how Bruce Wayne's parents originally <laughs> died. That's right. You, at a Superboy-inspired uh, obstacle yeah. course. Um, later we see even Harry Vane. <laughs> that's why that's why Batman wants to fight Superman in this Batman. Yeah, th- that's Superman. that's the new movie. Is, is about that, right? The the first half of the movie is just car obstacle course stuff, <laughs> which kind of cool though. I mean, I, I would watch cool it. Car stunts. Yeah, I'd watch it. Uh, 
and later later in the week, I guess we see Harry Vane. Even he has become a traffic a child traffic police, yelling at Clark for rounding corners too fast on his bike. And you know, the, you know why Smallville likes the kid traffic cops? Well, don't have to pay him. Don't have to pay yep, him. Yep, that's exactly right. That's right. That that was the that was the grand uh, plan for the city. Yeah, like how can these officers? Yeah, let's just have kids do all our work for us. And then we see the ending tagline: "Help Superboy cut the number of traffic accidents in your neighborhood by being careful when you cross streets and observing traffic rules." That you know, a nice little message there. And you know what? It it, it did do that because after I read this, I did go outside and start building an obstacle course right outside my house. I smashed so. right into. I jumped out in front of a car to teach it a lesson about. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You know, teach safety. Like, hey, yeah, I mean, if a few people have to die. Yeah, well, any cook just... will tell you you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. <laughs> that's, so. a, that's Superboy. That's his motto. Yeah. He also wrote, Jack Smart wrote the BuzzFeed article, these 12 hacks for making delicious omelets, number 11, <laughs> will blow your mind. Yeah. And it's just break some eggs. Yeah. That's all, every tip is break eggs. Yeah. But you know, it, number eleven did blow my did. mind. Yep, Jack yeah. Smart knows how to bring bring in the clicks. Yeah, he does. He's a click magnet. <laughs> Next story: The Green Arrow, a guy named Cupid. It's like a boy named Sue that Johnny Cash song. <laughs> I don't understand a guy named Cupid for the name of the story. After having read it, I don't either. But I, there I, was I, a love connection in it. But now, did you when you read? first read the like little splash here did you think it was the two old men that were going to get together that's what i was hoping because it looks like so the splash page we have two old guys one's holding the gun one's holding the bow and arrow and green arrow standing in between them kind of smirking at yeah. you the audience and it looks like they're trying to hold hands the two guys they really want to embrace mm-hmm. um maybe this this issue was way ahead of its time yeah. perhaps 60 years ahead of its time but no which is a be- which is the better weapon, the bow and arrow or the modern rifle? Easy question, eh? I love how they kind of throw that out. But before you decide on the answer, watch the Green Arrow and Young Speedy ride the Sagebrush Trail with a couple of feuding sportsmen to prove that all weapons are equal in merit to a guy named Cupid. This is the second story we've read where this very thing took place. Which is the best? I was going to say almost almost every Green Arrow story involves him. Having to prove which weapon's better. <laughs> it's like the guy that writes the Green Arrow stories is obsessed with weaponry. <laughs> I, I think they just ran out of story ideas, actually. Is what <laughs> after, really two, after two of them. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know what else to write. Or somebody, like, you know, the the the, um, the guys working on these were kind of working on them in parallel, and they both presented the same story. They're like, same story, whatever. and they're like, eh, whatever. I gotta, the last one was cool because it was like a contest to see who has the best weapon. This one is, well... Not as good, I, I would say, but it's it's still fun. Yeah, but the well, the one before that was uh, the two of them going back in time to prove which one was like the best archer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. Man, there's been. I mean, we've only done ten and three stories so far. Have and I think there's been, been more than that. There was the I one. Mean, we're, yeah, I mean, we're like a long time. It's been a long time since we've read one where he's like fighting a guy that likes balloons a lot or something. <laughs> there was one. There was at least a couple. That involved historical reenactments in some way. Yeah. So we see... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Yep. The one guy that wanted to redo that war. That battle, yeah, yeah. yeah. We see the Great Wide West. You notice that out of the three adventure comic stories that we read, Aquaman's the only one that actually solves crime? Yes. Um, that's a good point. Superboy, I think, has almost never solved a crime. Green Arrow solves crimes, but only, like, tangentially to other stuff that he's doing. Yeah, he's, like, doing something else, and it just so happens that he's like, solving Yeah, he a goes crime. to the Renaissance Fair, and someone tries to commit a crime there, and... He... And he's, like, oblivious to the fact that a crime's going on. It just kind of <laughs> happens, you know? Exactly. We open in the Great Wide West, where a man's best friend is his gun, or is it? And we see these two guys. One's a little fat, one's skinny and bald. Uh, one looks like Roger Ebert, and the other one looks like yeah, Jesus. They, they do a little bit. That's a good point. The Roger Ebert guy, he's wearing a bandana, but it looks like he just has a piece of pizza stuck to his shirt. I thought that's what it was. I thought he had glued like, a piece of pizza to himself. Um, they're, they're, they're about to duel. They're, they're you know, arguing. If you look at that yeah. splash, now that I know it's Siskel and Ebert, it looks like they're trying to point up their thumbs. Yes, they're like thumbs up, thumbs down. How uh, On this story, the guy, a guy named Cupid. I uh, think this is... This at the end, they figure out how to 
like stick their thumbs up. <laughs> we see they're the arguing. This uh, One guy says, "You're Maloney. Your bow and arrow ain't got nothing on my gun." Just said Maloney. Your bow and arrows. Maloney. Your bow and arrows. Baloney. Yep. But he didn't. He says, just rifle and six guns, bah, the other guy, Maloney, says. And they start marching. They're going to they're gonna duel, which is a brave thing to do if you have a, a bow and arrow, I would say. <laughs> um, just then, of course, who's driving by but Oliver Queen and Roy Harper? It doesn't even say they're driving by in the arrow car. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so everybody knows that these guys have... I think, yep, yeah, they, they're not there. One, it's yet another story where they put on their costumes in public yep very openly so, because we see by uh uh roy harper says look oliver a duel duels are against the law maybe the green arrow and speedy can stop them so just as they're about to shoot and kill each other they rain arrows down upon them uh, knocking their weapons out of their hands green arrow runs up he goes hey you know that's a silly way to settle arguments gents one of you won't be around to know the answer and i thought he was gonna kill one of them I thought he was. He's like, bow and arrow's better, and he shoots the gun guy. I thought that's what was going to happen. Yeah, he's a little biased to be yeah, doing this argument. Yeah, I know. There needs to be a gun green arrow. arrow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's not called, like, yeah, green gun man. Yeah. So the guys start arguing this. Maloney and Tutty, it's a famous feud. Uh, green yeah, arrow says yeah. the Maloney-Tutty feud in is... Voice. Yep. It's, I think it's trying to be like that. It says the Maloney-Tutty feud is well known. We came out here to see if we could settle it peacefully. That's not why they came out. I don't know why they were driving around, but it definitely wasn't that. Looking for chicks. Yep. And uh, the uh, Tud says don't interfere. Tud is the gun guy. Maloney is the uh, arrow guy. So this is like a world-famous family rivalry that's just based on the fact that one guy likes a gun and the other guy likes a bow and arrow. Yep. Apparent, but they, they really take it way too seriously. And, they do. Uh, Maloney says – or no, Tud says he's going to shoot to kill next time. Uh he, he, you know, he's he's going to murder. He basically says, I'm going to murder him. And Green Arrow yes. just stands there. So as uh, Tud walks away, he go, he's just fuming to himself. He goes, he's saying a bow and arrow is better than my guns. Never seen him pick off a gila lizard at 100 yards. I'm pretty sure it's Hilo. Isn't it like a, a Hilo lizard? Is that how you say it? G-I-L-A? So. Okay. Yeah, well, I think so. The next frame, he shoots one. I don't I, I thought it was. I thought Where it was are... a giant Hila monster. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think that is right. That's the... Proper pronunciation. Um, so, if you look at the scenery here, it's very Wild West kind of yes, cacti yeah. and things like, like that. Like they're in the desert. Yeah. Where Where's Roy Harper based out of? I'm still confused. Uh, Roy and Oliver, where are they based out of? Uh, I always thought they were based out of the east, I thought. Yeah. I, they just happen to be out west now for some reason. Maybe just taking a little I, I know, like, Seattle has something to do with Green Arrow, but I thought he moved to Seattle in the 80s because of the grunge movement. <laughs> That's Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, at Tutty Ranch, we see two kids kind of sitting together. One's got a gun, one's got a bow and arrow. They're the daughter and the I mean, the yeah, I mean, son. they even force their kids to roam around. Yeah, these I know. Cars. They're the daughter and the son of, of the, the guys feuding, and the, the, they're in love. He goes, hey, I better leave my dad. will be along soon and she goes oh tim when will parents stop this feuding just then bam tim tutty, T- <laughs> tim tutty that's his name uh old man tutty shoots his gun right at him barely missing each of them no okay do you see where it says zoom so that's the bullet right yep. Zoom. and above that it says wham i'm assuming that they carved wham in the tree like the band wham. oh yeah it does look like it's carved into the tree there yeah just i mean really i'm assuming they're just really big george michaels fans. yep well, you gotta have faith, right? Right. Yeah. That's that's what that's their song. Yeah, the duo. Yeah, it's "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go." Is that their song? Yeah, I think so. Well, who sang "Faith"? Well, George Michael was a solo. Oh, but song. it wasn't "Wham." Okay, okay. No, and I said when I said "Wake Me Up Before Go Go" or "I Go Go" is their song. I meant it was Tim and yes, and whatever got, her yeah. name is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she has. A name. So old man Tutty grabs Tim and he goes, "You got to get away from this Mahoney gal." I want her kept off my land. He's yelling at him. She's crying. It's it's a really bad scene. Right. The next panel we see later at the Maloney home, Green Arrow and Speedy are there. I don't know why. Well, they're all arrow that. fanatics. Yeah, you know? they're just talking about arrows. There is an apple like sitting on a bookshelf there, if you notice. I think they're going to shoot it off. Yeah, that's what they were doing. They were taking turns shooting arrows off each other's. Did bodies. you think they had like a long like two hour conversation about their favorite arrows? Oh yeah, they were showing each other their arrows. That's what oh my god. Going on. 
Um, the daughter comes home. She's crying. Uh, she tells him the whole story. He goes, that's all right, honey. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, Roy, speedy, ever pessimistic. He goes, this is going to be tough to crack. How can we prove which is a better weapon? And Green Arrow very mysteriously just says, hmm, there are ways. He has his ways. <laughs> With those two he is fathers. Mysterious. Yeah, mysterious. he's very mysterious. Yeah. He goes, the kids haven't got a chance. I guess Green Arrow is a guy named Cupid in this uh, in this story. Because he, yeah. he wants the kids, he wants them to be in love. He, he... No one ever calls him Cupid at the end. Like, Tim should have called him, man, you're a real Cupid. Yep. Uh, he goes, every night the old guys go hunt mountain lions. Or like lions. Speedy should have just been in like a pair of diapers or something. That's He was, but yeah, he's wearing a diaper throughout this. Yeah. Uh, Green Arrow points out the two old guys hunt mountain lions every night. Um... Is it very topical, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to Africa. Yes. And those are a modern day story. That's where they're, they're both doing. dentists. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we are dating the podcast by these references that people are going to forget about the <laughs> dentist killing the lion thing in about a yeah. month. If anyone goes back to listen to these, they're going to be like, what the hell are they talking about? Uh, a dentist killed a lion and it caused a big right. stir. Um, yeah, Cecil the Lion. Cecil the Lion. Yeah, it was a, it was a lion with a name. And if you're going to kill a lion, make, make sure, sure it doesn't have a name. name. That's that's probably a good rule to live by. And if you kill a lion, make sure he's dead. Oh, my God. he'll come back for revenge. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's made the number two mistake. rule. That, that's what mistake. happened to the dentist. Leaving me alive. <laughs> that's a BuzzFeed article. This dentist mm-hmm. made one mistake when killing a lion. You won't believe number two. It's that... like bacon, but with a lion. <laughs> that night, uh, high in the hills, Green Arrow, I like he kind of makes matchmaker. I think he told these old guys to come out, like, meet me at the spot, and they're both there. They're like, what? He's Why'd trying to play Cupid, all right, but he's trying to play Cupid with the old guys. Exactly. You can tell. Exactly. They said, you know, we don't want anything to do with each other. What are you doing? And Green Arrow goes, I want to prove... That both the bow and the rifle are efficient depending on how they are used. And the guys are having none of it. But Green Arrow tells him, you know, for example, if you're out in the woods in a thicket, a rifle is unwieldy and dangerous because you might hit other hunters. Uh, You know, also, the rifle might scare away other game. They show Green Arrow and Speedy killing a deer. killing a deer, yeah. Um, His other point is the rifle has its points in a distance is good. Bows are ineffective, and it shows a guy shoot, shooting a lion. Cecil the lion. Yep. Um, and he also says, don't forget the noise of a rifle can attract friends as well as enemies. I don't know who he's said about the yeah. cast members of Friends. That's what he's like. Like David Schwimmer might show up. Yeah. If you shoot a rifle, uh, Jennifer Aniston's always not far behind. That's true. Big yeah, rifle a, enthusiast. Yeah, it's a Justin Thoreau daughter. <laughs> he's just shooting rifles. Yeah, I, I was a little disappointed we weren't invited to the that wedding. I know, yeah. And she apparently invited not. Beard, though. Oh, she she invited who? Cecil the Lion. Jim, Jim Beard. Oh right, yeah. Jim Beard is is well connected in Hollywood. We all know yeah. that. I remember when the dentist said if he wasn't caught, the next thing he was going to hunt and kill was Jim Beard. <laughs> the most dangerous game is Jim Beard. Yeah, he's going to cut off his head and put it above his wall. Do people know who? That's another thing we're making Jim Beard references all the time. Everybody Jim Beard is, a, is an author who wrote a book about Batman, and we interviewed him a couple times. <laughs> are, do you follow him on Facebook? Um, I'm not his Facebook friend. I know you are, but I yeah. uh, I am, like, part of his fan page. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I, I try to add him on Facebook. I don't think he knows who I am anymore. It's been huh. years since we've last interviewed him. And the first time he emailed me, because like you said, we had done we'd done the Stephen Annie podcast when I was living in Indiana and you were living in Columbus, right? Yeah. And uh, then I moved down to Austin for school and uh, for graduate school. And and we kind of stopped doing it for a while. But the thing that made us do it again was Jim, Be- <laughs> Jim Beard yeah. emailing us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Jim Beard is basically the founder of this podcast, the co-founder. Pretty much, yeah. Yep. So Green Arrow is pointing out all these awesome things you can do with the bow as well as the arrow. And... Uh, Green Arrow says, of course, Speedy and I can do other uh, tricks with the bow, but I, I only want to show you what an average man can do. But the guys are like, I'll just stick to my rifle, I'll stick to my bow. Why they yeah, can't just get work. along 
they kind of have agreed to get along. Green Arrow's just fueling the fire a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's like the it's like the Bloods and the Crips. You know? Yep. So Green Arrow, the new movie, the new movie straight out of Compton. <laughs> That's right. It's about uh, uh, Ice Ice Cube was a uh, or Ice Cube. Yep. Was, yeah, he uh, was he was a, a bow and arrow man. Bow and arrow guy. Easy E was a rifle oh, guy. Oh, far and away. Have you seen um the that scene in the trailer thing? where they where where uh, they had the one guy holding the bow and the other one holding the the rifle and they're holding them together. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the Fantastic Four movie? Now that we're talking no. about, we've got the sidetrack. No. Uh, are you gonna? Are you planning on seeing it? No. No. I kind of I want it to be good, but it, it's apparently not very good. No. Did yeah. you see the thing the director um, tweeted out something about basically uh, how bad he thought the movie was, and he deleted it immediately? But uh, it's still yeah, I saw that. I mean, he's. I mean, he was removed from the movie pretty early. I mean, he's a rack that Josh Tank or Trank or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he was fired from the one Star Wars movie. He's going to do one of the spinoffs and stuff. I mean... Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah, I guess he's... I've noticed that, like, a lot of people on, like, Facebook and things are kind of like, oh, see, that's why the movie's... Or one of the reasons the movie's bad, they kind of took it from the director. No, I mean, they had reason to take it from him. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because, you know, I've... I haven't been following the production like, ooh, I want to follow the Fantastic Four production. But you know me, I follow production of pretty much any sure. movie. And, uh... Yeah, just the horror stories, behind-the-scenes horror stories that oh, I've been really? reading. It's like, basically, I mean, they had to reshoot basically 40% of the movie. Oh, jeez. Well, yeah, I've, I've just heard it's not so good. Uh, but, no, yeah. I mean, I keep waiting for one of those movies to be good, or one, you know, to be able to really enjoy one. Uh, yeah. And I'm talking about superhero, like a Marvel movie. Uh-huh. I haven't really enjoyed a Marvel movie in a while, and I've basically stopped yeah, no. even having any interest in going... Yeah, I even I don't know the last one. I think the last one I saw was I did see Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. I saw that, but on a plane, and it was okay. Yeah, I, I it was that I did enjoy that. Remember when they tried to get you to watch it on a train? And you said no. <laughs> no, I said get me on a plane. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was fine. I mean, it was okay. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was, it was exact. I mean, the thing is, it was exactly the same as all the other. All of, they all have the exact same like structure. Right, but that I thought you know the acting was a little better than than normal and uh because i thought chris pratt was very good uh yeah but you know what it what it reminded me of was um men in black in a weird way like the humor in that movie felt like men in black to me yeah i can see that and a lot of it was was chris pratt was like will smith encountering all the goofy aliens for a little bit yeah yeah and like oh i don't understand this especially the scene where he goes to that uh he goes to that guy to pick up the whatever thing i i don't even i don't remember that much about the story but he kind of goes in and there's a shopkeeper there and the shopkeeper does something really alien is that benicio del toro's character maybe i think so yeah but i don't know it was okay but god people really loved that movie i like, hate when people compare it to star wars it's nothing like star wars yeah i don't i didn't get that at all star wars isn't filled with that much humor yeah star wars the humor is well in the in the you know the original trilogy was, yeah yeah, yeah was that's really subtle and it really worked well and i you know yeah. having like uh the droids be not just the comedic element but kind of the straight men throughout all of it you know was i thought really good or the <laughs> in a weird way i think it really worked because they didn't want to be there but uh yeah they were kind of just there anyway or at least c-3po didn't want to be there i'm yeah. I'm excited for the new star wars movie that's oh, that's my most anticipated movie of of uh, this year by a lot yeah probably yeah i think yeah When's the Green Arrow movie coming? It should be this. Oh, it should be this. Well, I mean, it uh, should be issue. pretty soon. Yeah, I think it, they're just expanding this eight-page story into a <laughs> no, two-hour, twenty-five-minute movie. All right, <laughs> two guys. One really loves guns. One really loves bow and arrows. Let's do it. Fifty million dollar budget. Oh, two hundred fifty million. Yeah, two hundred two hundred million dollar budget. Yeah. So Green Arrow and Speedy kind of give up. Or at least Speedy does. He's he's like, we didn't yeah. prove a thing. And Green Arrow... He, well, because he realized this is really kind of like a waste of time. Yeah, he's like, you know, this is a long, ingrained feud. They won't even let their kids see each other. But Green Arrow's like, I got a plan. He sneaks off. He sneaks back up to the guys, switches their weapons out. They're not that dumb. mad at each other. They're not that dumb, first of all. But they're not that mad at each other because they're sitting around this campfire talking about how they come out here to shoot... Smoking a big bowl. Yeah, you know? exactly. They're sitting together. They're like... 
You know, we've been coming out here 20 years trying to prove who's got the best weapon. It almost as though they were about to be to the point where, like, let's just drop this, you know? I was expecting it to go, like, Brokeback Mountain. You know that one scene, you know, when they first get, you know, when they first, in the in the tent, you know? Yeah, that, the last line of this is, you know, so why can't I quit you? That's what... I don't, yeah, that's what he says to the bone arrow. I don't know how to quit you. Um, so Green Arrow switches the weapons out. Just then, uh, a mountain lion comes up. It's about to eat them. They grab yeah. their weapons. Uh, they're confused at first. He's like, why do I have a bow and arrow? The the bow and arrow guy grabs the gun, shoots the mountain lion. He gets this exhilarating feel, but just then a snake comes out. It's very dangerous in this little mountain Yeah, path. in this little mountain area, yeah. And uh, Tud, the gun guy, shoots the snake with the, with the bow and arrow. He goes, What's amazing is how ex- yeah. they're, they're expert shots the first time they pick up these new weapons. Because I think they've been dabbling. That's why they really come up I think they have to, yeah. And then they kind of get along. They're like, hey, you know, this bow and arrow's not so bad. This gun's not so bad. The next day, uh, the young couple, this, the this kids of these two guys, come to thank Green Arrow. Their parents have stopped feuding or their fathers have stopped feuding. And they can get Mother's married. nowhere to be inside. They're never mothers in any of these stories. Yeah, and it's, this is another one where there's pretty young kids, but fairly – I mean, these guys look like they're in their late 70s. They look pretty yeah. old. And the kids look like in their teens, maybe, you know, maybe early 20s. Yeah. Um, but I love the last panel. Now that the guys have tried each other's weapons, now they've just switched. Right. And Green, Green Arrow's Arrow. just holding his head like, oh, my God, what have I done? I love I love Green Arrow's face in this. I don't know. And that's it, the Green Arrow story. Off panel, though, when uh, when the two kids thank Green Arrow for what he's done, you know? He's yeah. off, off panel, Green Arrow says, how about giving me some sugar to the gal, you know? <laughs> He says it you. to the guy. I know. Goes, I'm, thank you. I'm a guy called. I'm a guy called. Uh, called Cupid. Exactly. All right. Moving on to the Aquaman story, the television thieves. I thought, oh, these guys are going to steal televisions. That's Human. not. Not at all. What happens? Um, the splash panel. The, 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 the title alone makes uh, made me think of uh, an old Bela Lugosi movie called Murder by Television, where <laughs> someone murders someone via the television set. I like. I mean, I don't exactly know what televisions look like in the uh, 1940s they did not look anything like like how they portrayed like white widescreen high def flat screen yeah that's what i mean the splash page is a family sitting in front of what looks like a very modern tv and aquaman fighting some goons he's throwing an anchor at one of them like these pirates uh and and then throughout the the uh the story here we see people watching tv and they all look like modern tvs this is a very prolific uh, a prophetic all uh, the way through not just the story. the the way of the tel- not just what the televisions look like but even in some other ways too yeah that's <laughs> when blackjack the buccaneer pirates a precious cargo he doesn't know that a vast crowd seizes every knavish move and as aquaman ruler of the waves again meets his bloodthirsty old foe a tense and breechless throng watches his fierce fight for life against the television thieves so we open as usual, and Newport's being is is opened, and uh, ocean going ships are coming everywhere, and the first shipment of gold comes in, and the nautical master of ceremonies comes up. This this guy, he's reading the speech. He goes, "This is bringing prosperity to our town." Just then, and it says unexpectedly, but I would say if you have a shipment of gold, and and you are in a universe where Aquaman exists, this is to be expected. Yeah, uh, a bunch of pirates show up. They steal the gold. And they're laughing. It's Blackjack the Pirate, who I think we have seen before. Yeah, right? we have seen him before, yeah. So is this the first recurring villain? I guess. That I mean, I, for Aqu- yeah. yeah. Yeah, that we have witnessed, yeah. Um, they're, they're just saying, the Navy can't catch us. We're going to get away with this. But just then, we see, at that very moment, a plane's flying overhead. Uh, the One of the guys in the plane says, keep him in sight. This is the greatest thing ever done in television. These guys are filming these pirates... Uh, you know, it's like a reality TV show. It's like cops. Yeah, I mean, and they're way ahead of their time. This is a proto-cop. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, this is being broadcast all over the country. And Blackjack has no idea. At that very moment, Aquaman is at a home for retired sailors just hanging out. They're watching, again, a flat-screen color television. All just I'm more surprised that the pirates have a TV. And not the pirates, but the uh, the old sailors have a television. Yeah, and, and why is Aquaman there? It says he's to watch visiting. The TV. Old, 
I think that's right. It says he's visiting old friends, but he's like, they have a sweet TV I just want to see. And I yeah, love this. the game was on that night, and he was like, oh, I got to Aquaman watch. has the most serious look on his face. One of the pirates says, if it ain't Blackjack, that television can pick up anything. He's really impressed. Aquaman says nothing and immediately just turns and walks out. He's pissed because he, he went to watch the game. and it's kind like, of, this is they're, they're cutting into the game. It's kind of like when OJ had his... Right. You know the white Bronco chase. You know, right. cut into every, all the programming. Aquaman's like, can you can you put it back on the game? They're like, every channel is this pirate. We can't. You know, it's 1947. So like, There's two channels. Yeah, so he's like, I gotta stop this. Yeah, he's like, yeah. They were like, we've got ABC and the Dumont Network. Yeah, you know. You know. <laughs> Aquaman he storms off. He says, it's been quite a while since I've seen uh, old Blackjack. He's going swimming to find him. Uh, he goes to the boat. Uh, it's abandoned. They, they must have hijacked it or, or stealing all the cargo stolen all the cargo and uh and left it left it afloat this then i love this so aquaman's like he doesn't know where the guys are so what's he do he just swims down to a fish and just says show me where the pirates are and how many fish do you think he went up to and asked that too before he got the one that knew where they were at <laughs> the fish are like what which pirates there's i mean Yo, there's what are you thousands. talking about Aquaman? Yeah, i mean even if he found one, how do, would he know they're the right ones? Because a he's little very more vague. specific, Aquaman. Yeah, which yeah, you know, there's pirates in literally every issue of Adventure Comics. What's going on? But he does find the right ones because right, soon yeah. we see Blackjack standing in front of a big mound of gold, and he goes, "We're heading for the secret cove." He's like, "We're gonna put the gold ashore," and then Aquaman's just standing in the background. He goes, "You're wrong, Blackjack." And then I love this. I love, I love what Aquaman says here, and I love these stories. Because just the way that Aquaman interacts with other humans is is great. Because he, do you want to give up or do you want me to play rough? Um, that's probably my favorite line from this issue. <laughs> I like it when he asks that guy, "Have a cold bath? You need one." <laughs> yeah, he smacks some guy, throws him into the ocean, killing him. I guess he's throwing the gold bars at the pirates, smacking guys in the face. That would kill a person. Yep. Yeah, and. Uh, he, everybody's watching this because the plane is still capturing it on TV and they're getting these really awesome shots. We see this family at home watching it. Father, uh, the mother and the son. Uh, the guys in the plane, said, one guy just said, I just remembered this is a secret zone. The Navy, Navy ordered all ships to avoid the area and they're televising it to the whole country. Um, they're going to be two are my favorite. Yeah, those two are my favorite characters. Yeah, the two, the two TV guys. Um, and they're just kind of shooting this for no reason, kind of. And and for some reason, it's being broadcast on network TV around the country. They're like video pirates. Yeah, but just then, I love I love this one guy says, "Wow, the the brass hats are going to give it to us." Oh no, I just dropped my wrench, and a wrench falls out of a plane and hits Aquaman on the head. I thought they were in a cave. I they were on a boat. I think they were going to a okay. cave. I guess I'm not I'm not sure of what's. And then Aquaman revives, but the pirates have got him tied up and. Blackjack's coming up with this big uh, kind of billy club. He's going to smack Aquaman in the face. Just then Aquaman kicks him in the jaw, breaks his jaw, I assume, grabs the billy club, whacks the guy, grabs it in his mouth, whacks the guys with it. Uh, the other it pirates. looks like a corn dog. It does. It might have been a big corn dog. Because Blackjack did say, I'm going to give Aquaman a taste of the blackjack from which I take me. Oh, I bet it's got like blackjack nacho cheese. In oh it yeah. It's like, check out this sweet corn dog. <laughs> I know. Blackjack was just trying to be nice. Having him try out his new merchandise. Yeah. Instead, Aquaman breaks his jaw. So Aquaman, do you remember the, do you remember the blackjack taco from Taco Bell? I do. It had, it, I wish they'd bring it back. What, what was, what was weird about it? It had the black taco, like the taco shell. No, the taco was shell black. was black. Okay, I thought the cheese yeah. was black for some reason. No, no, no. It had like it was a white cheese, but it was like a like a real spicy like jack cheese that was on it. Yeah. Okay, they took that stuff. away. Have you had the Taco Bell breakfast yet? No, I haven't. I haven't either. I'm scared. Even though I li- I could walk to a Taco Bell for breakfast very easily, but I, I could. Never, I never have. If someone would give me the option, I would live in a Taco Bell. <laughs> so would Aquaman, I think. Yeah. Aquaman might live in a Taco Bell in the Golden Age. I we haven't seen his his living court. He might live in that the sailors um the place oh, where retired the sailors, sailors yeah. community. Yeah. So Aquaman, you know, jumps... he, you know he eats the Taco Bell breakfast every morning. Though. Oh, he does. Yeah, that's how it's a good he way to start. He loves making day. it run to the border. Yeah. yeah, he loves running for the border. So Aquaman jumps into the sea. A bunch of fish untie him. Uh, just then the the boat's speeding away, but Aquaman gets him caught in a net. Uh, so he, he catches him basically. 
And yeah. uh, just then, uh, at the same time, we see the two guys up in the plane, you know. They, they, they think they're going to go to prison for life. Yeah, they're like, wonder if they'll give us jail for life for putting this secret area on television. And they're like, uh, Aquaman can't even help The other us. guy's like, yeah, probably. Yeah, I know. He's, he's they're not pretty a, nonchalant not about it. They're like, yeah, you know. At least that. That's what he said. At least prison for life. Maybe worse. But but uh, Aquaman, of course, helps him because we see on the TV Aquaman's got Blackjack there. Aquaman's thinking to himself, i got to fix this to cover the Navy secret. But fast, he goes, folks, you've just seen a playlet commemorating the opening of the new port. And him and Blackjack bow down and he says, so from the television studios where I have played the part of Aquaman – and my fellow actor played Blackjack. Thank you and goodbye. The family's like, I knew it was fake. No one yeah. talks like that in real life. Aqu- <laughs> it had to be fake. Uh, just then, Blackjack's complaining. He says, you almost broke my neck forcing me to bow. And Aquaman doesn't really care that much. He says, it's the only stops. way I can make people think a bad actor like you was a good actor, Blackjack. Aquaman's very serious about, about his craft. It didn't make sense. <laughs> And then the story just stops. I know. I thought there was an... Was usually like, at Black, these, did he let Blackjack go? He must have. He's like, you know what? Just get back out there. Let bygones be bygones. Sorry for messing up your neck. But that's it. Aquaman. A good story. Yeah. Aquamans are... Uh, the Aquaman stories are usually pretty good. Yeah. All right. Episode 112. Or, sorry. Issue 112. We got yeah. about 153 more before we can get out of the get Aquaman. The on Gorilla. Oh, yeah. Who He replaces... Um, Green Arrow. I think he replaces Green Arrow, yeah. Okay. I, I think soon we'll start seeing more sophisticated stories in these. I, I don't know. I mean, these stories are good. We got a well, public service like announcement. 19, we're still in 1947. I think the we have, like, another, like, nine years before the Silver Age starts. Yep. And then things get are going to get really wacky. Yeah. All right, Andy. Yes. Any closing comments? Not really. Any yeah. closing comments from you? I would say drive safe, number one. Well, obviously, yeah. Oh, crawl, uh, jump out in front of cars, teach him a lesson, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, send us emails, steveandandy at gmail.com. Send in your requests, questions, deepest fears, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash steveandandy. Go to iTunes and leave us a review. Yes. And we'll be back week after next, as usual. We're always just plugging through trying to get yeah. get out of this green arrow territory <laughs> all right Congo, Congo, <laughs> all right i will catch you later talk to you later you put the